0: Okay, so here we are for Dalit of. Now, what we said yesterday was that we think Hashem is amazing, but it's so special in that he always forgives us. We know he forgives us. We make the blessing that he forgives us, followed by the blessing of redemption, because truly we should go from forgiveness to redemption if we didn't fall back. And yet we said that even humans are supposed to forgive, and if a human doesn't forgive, very cruel. The humans, God's far bigger than that, God's infinite, forgive, and if they don't forgive, we don't think they belong as part of the Jewish people. Then why are we praising God and saying, "Wow, you are so gracious that you forgive"? This is something unique to God. What's unique? So if we look in the language, or or just to explain the concept, it says, God who's gracious, who abounds in forgiveness. Who pardons abundantly, meaning, if someone harmed you and asked for forgiveness, you would forgive him. If he did the same thing again, it becomes more difficult. If he did the same thing again, it becomes more difficult. If it tells the same thing again, now I'm up to time four, it becomes very difficult. I mean, you keep stepping in my toe, you keep saying you're sorry, but the fourth time you think you'd avoid the toe. And obviously in things much greater than that. So we understand that as humans, we graciously forgive, but if you keep repeating the same offense, it's hard to be so gracious. This is what we praise God for. By God, it could be the first time you did the offense, it could be the thousandth time you did the offense. Why? Because God's forgiveness is a manifestation of his trait of kindness. I'm sorry, of his trait of compassion. And all divine attributes are infinite. So his compassion is infinite. Once he's talking about infinity, there's no difference if it's time number one or time number 1,000 because time number 1 and time number 1,000 are both limited, finite numbers. And for that matter, 1,000 and 10,000 are the same irrelevancy. They're all finite numbers. And therefore, this happens both on a daily basis, three times a day, in our prayers at least, and this happens annually. Every day, we confess in our prayers, of and we might do this exact same thing right after the prayer. Every year on Yom Kippur, we have an intense, you know, 25 plus hours of truly, truly turning to God, and he forgives us. And next Yom Kippur, we might be confessing the exact same things. And he continues to forgive the exact same way. So what's the difference between the daily and the Yom Kippur? So our prayers are instead of sacrifices. So the daily sacrifices that we call the Tembet Shabboka and Tembet Shabbat This was a burnt offering, an oiler that was completely consumed twice daily. That atoned for the violation of a positive commandment. One did not pray. One did not give charity when they were supposed to. And that was atoned. Obviously, the person on his end had to do his repentance. And the sacrifice concluded the atonement process. We all have the atonement of the sacrifice. We have our prayers. We turn to God which, as we've discussed, the steps and the most basic, repentance, charata, we regret, vidoy, we confess as is built into our prayers in the Shmona Esrei prayer. We say, if we're thinking of that sin, this is the vidoy of it, or we have the vidoy after Shmona Esrei. We accept on ourselves not to do it again. God accepts our prayers. God sends us a situation. We don't do it again. Beautiful. We receive... Immediate, on the spot, atonement. Tomorrow I do the same thing? Okay, we'll fast process over again. Yom Kippur is for more severe sins. At least, all negative prohibitions. If someone lied, if someone gossiped, or anything, and those are both biblical prohibition. For biblical prohibition, you regret and you confess and you resolve and never do it again, and God tests you, and you still don't have enough power to attain. Complete cleansing, complete atonement. And for that, we have Yom Kippur. But the point here being, you might find every Yom Kippur, you're thinking about the same issues. Probably you struggle with the same things, more or less. You might every day be confessing the same issues. It's possible every day you struggle with the same things. But as long as you sincerely mean it, God accept? He doesn't think, wait, this is time number 274, you're telling me the same thing. We, as humans, would never get to that number. God, as infinite, can get beyond. It's irrelevant. But there's one time when this doesn't work. And that is the time when a person is committing the sin because of the gift of repentance. Like the Eat Today Diet Tomorrow Syndrome. I really shouldn't do this. I know I shouldn't do this. I know it will mess me up if I do it. But I know God will forgive. So let me enjoy myself. And then I'll repent. And then God will forgive me. God says, no, we've got a problem here. What's the problem? The problem is the gift of repentance is actually an enabler now. It's enabling you to sin. You're only sinning because of the gift of repentance. So for such a person, our sages say, He's not granted the opportunity to repent. The Altar Reb Tanya says he still can because a person can always repent, but he needs to really, really push and he will not be given any godly help. Even though we might think when we repent that we're doing the work, we're just beginning the process. And when we really push to begin the process, God generally carries us the rest of the way. Such a person who's repenting for a sin because he was relying on the gift of repentance, God's not going to carry him. He has to push the whole way himself. But if he does, God will forgive him as well. So how much more so for us that when we repent, no matter how many times we've done this before, but as long as the repentance is sincere, he accepts completely without any trace of you keep asking me you keep messing up on this if you really meant it, you wouldn't do this again that's the uniqueness of god's forgiveness as versus man